the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thanks for joining us today on Courageous Christianity. We are three days away from the presidential election, which will determine the course of this great nation, and we look forward to talking about that with you and praying together today. As always, I'm joined by Christy Stratton, my talented, devoted, and tireless wingman. Three? Three. Three descriptors. That's right. I've moved up. Friends, we're not going to tell you who to vote for or anything of the sort, but the concern is that... Christians have not shown up well for previous elections. 70% of this nation claims to be Christian. 15 years ago, 80% of this nation claimed to be Christian. And yet one in four Christians don't vote. So that's a lot of combat power that's being left. And things are dire. Religious freedom is under attack. God's truth is under attack. People are inventing new words to describe the idiocy and the buffoonery that is going on all around us. And so we can't afford to leave that combat power on the table. We face a determined enemy. Before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we come to you today seeking your favor for this great nation. We lift up our hands to you, Lord, that we may know and be strengthened to do what is right in all things. As we prepare ourselves to do our duty as citizens of heaven living in this amazing country, we ask for the resolve to bring our faith to bear on this dark world and the evil forces which rebel against you. We pray for those in government who you use for your purposes. We pray for our fellow Americans that they may know you and your word, and we pray for an outcome to this election which accomplishes your will. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
So friends, over the last three weeks, we've talked about our faith as it relates to the upcoming election. In our first show of the voting series, we talked about the hearts that we bring to the election. And we said that as Christians, God will grant us the desires of our hearts, but we must make those desires known. And in this instance, we make them known by voting. In our second show, we talked about voting with clear minds and the awareness of the context of our faith. We talked about totalitarianism, the 20th century, and the things that are going on to undermine God's kingdom. In that show, what was very important is clear understanding, and we brought that to the next show, which we said was about keeping the main thing the main thing, because combat is confusing, and the forces of evil are making them even more confusing. The media just makes the news impossible to get and impossible to understand. And so we boiled it down to the bottom line, which is faith. This nation under God on a foundation of faith goes forth to do amazing things in this world. And so despite what the news media attempts to force feed us, this election is not about personality or race or COVID or economics. Things are in fact so dire in this nation that even though those serious concerns don't compare to this real issue, which is faith and religious freedom. It's about our freedom in Christ versus enslavement by the devil through the Marxist schemes of men. It's about good versus evil. It's about the sanctity of human life versus the political manipulation of human lives. It's about the creator of that life and what he says is true and real and important. And it is about the good that we can each do in his name. That's what's at stake three days from today. So Christie's passed a lot of information about how we vote. We've talked about myfaithvotes.org yep, as a very helpful great, site. Yeah, and you said helpful. Harris... HarrisVotes.com. HarrisVotes.com. You can find out your polling locations. You can vote anywhere in Harris County. Um, you, if you're in another county, you'll have to look at that county. You can even find wait times. So plan accordingly. We talked in the last show about the fact that I voted early and I may not have done as good a job of researching things because there were a couple local issues on the ballot that I missed, which were about uh, the water board and the school district. And I was very disappointed in myself because education and shaping the education our children receive is one of the ways that we bring our faith to bear on the enemy And I missed that opportunity because I didn't understand the two personalities who were vying for the school board seat. I think that's why we're we're driving home the point of planning. I can say that most of the years that I've gone to vote, I've always wished that I did more research. And to be quite honest, to call myself out, I've never done the amount of research that I wanted to. Uh, That's, again, why I like MyFaithVotes.org, because you can go and see the party platforms. You can see what what, uh, what candidate supports what. And and somewhere in all of that, I found a sample ballot so I can actually see who's going to be on my ballot when I go to vote. Excellent. Uh, you got to have a plan. The enemy has a plan. We got to have a plan. So I've been reading a lot about the American Revolution lately. I had a long drive and I was listening to a book on George Washington and the striving of the founders of this nation for freedom and religious freedom, standing against taxation without representation and all of these things. 
And the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, uh, which came out of that time, are just divinely inspired outcomes. And as I listen to the choices that the Founding Fathers had to make, it's not unlike today. George Washington staked his entire fortune on the Revolutionary War. He Mm. served as a commander-in-chief, and when he accepted that position, he was the only person in the Continental Army. Wow. And he also took no salary. Hmm. So if that doesn't sound a little bit like somebody we know who takes no salary for their very important job. Um, You know, in 1984, I first swore my oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that not only means that I'm old, but... (laughs) You're not that old. I don't really think that when I swore that oath, I understood the concept of domestic enemies. I I couldn't imagine. At that age, we we don't really grasp that importance. Yeah, I was 17. And President Reagan was in office, and things seemed very clear. What was good was good. Uh, Right was right, wrong was wrong, and I guess I didn't understand a lot of the political sausage making which took place, Yeah, but I know that on both sides of the aisle there was respect for the American Constitution and our way of life. Things have gotten so twisted, the enemies of America have come out into the open. That's a good statement. They make... No bones about who and what they are, and they're not ashamed, they're not embarrassed. They speak openly against this nation. The irony being, without this nation, they couldn't speak openly at all. And these are just people who've never lived in other countries where you don't have freedom of speech. Boggles my mind. It's overwhelming in some ways, but the good thing is, since they've come out into the open, it's now incumbent upon Christians to come out into the open. And so you don't have to spare the horsepower. You don't have to worry about offending people. I was driving to the station this morning, and I was thinking about a very easy way to just bring your faith to bear in a loving and honest and true and appropriate way, and that is to say grace before every meal, regardless of where you are. It's three times a day, And that means every four hours or so, you are turning your face to God and you're thanking him and you're coming from a place of gratitude and you're reaffirming the fact that he walks with you and whatever you do for the next four hours will belong to him. And I thought, man, if you started a campaign, call it Amazing Grace, where all you do is say grace before every meal, wherever you are. Hold hands with the people that you're at the table with, with your children, and just speak gratitude because this is an amazing nation and anybody who doesn't understand that has lost sight. And it's easy to lose sight because the enemy has made things so confusing. And that's why we talked about in the last show, keep the main thing the main thing. Right. I think we lose sight of the power of prayer that that terminology just is kind of thrown around. But prayer is so important uh, from a grace standpoint. It's where else would our minds be focused on self, on media? 
but we're turning it to God three times a day. I think it's a good point you make. Yeah. Mountains can be moved into the ocean if you believe in your heart and do not doubt. And speak it out loud because that goes into your own ears and you hear it as well. The point being, as the enemy has come out into the open, so can we. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 15 says of the enemies of God, Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. These people have no shame. They're lost. So we pray for them because we don't want anybody to be lost. But at the same time, we stand firm in our faith and we don't miss the opportunity to speak for our God. My devotional today talked about victory and what came to mind and might again be kind of simple. I don't know if it'll be a tautology, maybe, (laughs) but we assuredly are not um, going to get that victory if we don't get out and vote. Right. For those of you who haven't been with us in the last couple of shows, we've talked about Christie's penchant for tautologies. (laughs) Try saying that three times fast. She loves to say things which are true by definition. And at first I would tease her about it, but now I realize tautologies should be back in fashion because things are so twisted that you have to state even self-evident truths. We talked about the one she loves to say, which is if you want to stop the madness, then stop the madness. And that I laugh at, but think about it for a second. This madness, should we participate in it? Should we encourage it? Should we listen to it? Should we acknowledge it? No. So turn if, off you the wanna, TV. if you want to <laughs> stop the madness, turn, turn off, off the, the TV. TV. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, prior to deployment to Afghanistan, my team and I talked about hard skills and soft skills. So being an advisor is very hard because things aren't cut and dry. You can't just go everywhere and shoot everybody. You've got to actually try and put people to a decision where they want to learn and they want to grow and they want to be able to defend their nation. And so that was our job is to teach the Afghan border police how to defend the borders of their nation. So hard skills and soft skills. Hard skills are to shoot, move, and communicate, to be able to survive in combat, on the battlefield, to not get blown up by IEDs or shot by snipers and so forth. Soft skills were our ability to teach, to mentor, to show care, to um, explain counterinsurgency, and to help them uh, make the decision to support their families despite the Taliban and all these threats to their welfare. So hard skills and soft skills. And I bring it up because there's a parallel for us as Christians. We have to have hard skills and soft skills to survive in this very confusing world. So hard skills for us are prayer, reading our Bibles, genuinely bringing our hearts to submission to Christ and saying that we will do his will, and what he thinks is right will be right. And we will hold up a mirror in front of our faces, and we'll look in that mirror at night, and if we've had a bad day, we will have the the honesty to say, Lord, help me to do better tomorrow, I wasn't that kind today, 
or I got involved in something I shouldn't have gotten involved in. Other hard skills are turning off the TV, distancing yourself from your phone, looking your children in the eyes, making family dinner count for something, and saying grace. These are tangible things that we can do. The soft skills are the way we relate to one another in love. And it's not soft because it's easy, but it's soft because it's supposed to be compassionate and we're supposed to hold each other accountable. Another tautology comes to mind. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes. And I don't, I guess, you've heard me say it before, action begets action. And what comes to mind is if we are choosing those hard skills, it's pointing us in the direction of God versus of evil and the devil. So we're, we're sitting together and having family dinner. We're focusing on prayer. Those are creating action in the right direction. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it reminds me of the fact that we live very busy lives. And I saw this quote uh, the other day that said something like, uh, spend 20 minutes a day with God and uh, if you don't have time, spend an hour a day with Him. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, to unravel that, think about that for a second. If you're just busy every day, you should spend 20 minutes with God. But if you're really busy, if you're really (laughs) in the world, if the world is running you around, well then spend an hour with Him because you need more protection. It reminds me of your book too, right? Makes Might. Yeah, that's not a tautology, though? No, that's not a tautology. Okay, good. <laughs> that's just that idea of pointed toward the right action, and that action be, makes might, right? Right? Makes just might. Just do the right things. Mm-hmm. And this election in a couple days is about the right thing, which is faith, a nation loved by God, blessed, founded against all odds, And the good that this nation has done and can do and will do. If you wonder, you know, there's that uh, scripture that I love, from whom much is given, much is demanded, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. This nation is just so blessed. And it's not so that we can uh, just live in luxury and comfort. It's so that our cup will runneth over unto the people around us and the nations around us. And that will be a beacon, because if you think about this planet, what other country is just such a source of light? Exactly where I was going. We we will be the light. We will be the light. And it was really upsetting. Uh, Last week, Christy and I had a conference call with some uh, gentlemen from Israel. Mm. And in talking about this election, they are genuinely afraid that religious freedom in the United States will be lost. It broke my heart. And that was absolutely bizarre because, friends, the United States of America is blessed so that we can bless the world around us. And Scripture said in regard to Israel, those who bless her will be blessed and those who curse her will be cursed. So we're not just blessed so that we can live in comfort. We're blessed because of the good that we can do. Around the world. Around the world. And that comes with hard skills and soft skills. The first obligation that we have is in this election in three days time. God bless America. And that is the truth. And that brings us to the moment of truth. In every show, we have a moment of truth 
where we look at scripture which informs our discussion, and we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it is always relevant, and that it never fails. And I've chosen a scripture for today which is simple. We all know it. We've uh, actually used it before, and it is this. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So in three days, we're going to have a day where we choose who we will serve. Friends, it really is this simple. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. That is what this election is about. We will serve God or we will become slaves to the schemes of liars. That might sound harsh, but it's the truth. I know we all want peace for our households. I know we all want calm. I know we all want clarity. We want right to be right and wrong to be wrong. And we want words to mean what they actually mean. And we want to live in the hope of tomorrow. This is only possible when we put aside the evil and twisted arrangements of men and we vote according to the word of God by faith. And that is courageous Christianity. As we wrap up today, let's pray the election day prayer from the My Faith Votes website and let us add our voices to the other faithful voices who have and will pray these same words. And wherever you vote, may you go forth in unity and common purpose with your fellow Christians to do God's will. Please pray with me. O God, we acknowledge you today as Lord not only of individuals, but of nations and governments. We thank you for the privilege of being able to organize ourselves politically and of knowing that political loyalty does not have to mean disloyalty to you. We thank you for your law, which our founding fathers acknowledged and recognized as higher than any human law. We thank you for the opportunity that this election year puts before us to exercise our solemn duty not only to vote, but to influence countless others to vote and to vote correctly. Lord, we pray that your people will be awakened. Let them realize that while politics is not their salvation, their response to you requires that they be politically active. Awaken your people to know that they are not called to be a sect fleeing from the world, but rather a community of faith renewing the world. Awaken them that the same hands lifted up to you in prayer are the hands that pull the lever in the voting booth, that the same eyes that read your word are the eyes that read the names on the ballot, and that they do not cease to be Christians when they enter the voting booth. Awaken your people to a commitment to justice, to the sanctity of marriage and family, to the dignity of each individual human life, and to the truth that human rights begin when human lives begin, and not a moment later. Lord, we rejoice today that we are citizens of your kingdom. May that make us all the more committed to being faithful citizens on earth. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Friends, Courageous Christianity is a public ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. This world is a battlefield, and at the intersection of your faith and the world, you have to stand firm, and that we do in three days by voting. 
So your support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Should you want to contribute to this ministry, you may do so by texting the amount you'd like to donate to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. For a donation of $25 or more, we'll send you a signed copy of my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. Again, you can text to give $25 or more to 281-800-4940, and you'll receive a signed copy of my book. We are grateful for your listenership and for your support. And if you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, you can listen to them at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. We wish you courage and resolve for the upcoming opportunity that you have to cast your vote. God bless the United States of America and Semper Fi.